Oh, you finally arrived. I do hope the ride from New York wasn't too rough. <laughs> Forgive me for not introducing myself. My name is Oswald Edgar Spencer. I'm a good friend of your husband's. You are just as beautiful as he said you were. And you, you must be little Lisa. Your daddy's told me all about how you like to play the piano, so I've bought an extra special piano just for you, my dear. How's about a picture for George? Ah, yes. That was terrific. Now, Miss Trevor, I welcome you to paradise. I got home from work exhausted, another 14-hour day at the promenade hall. Although I could barely keep my eyes open, something posted on the bolt and caught my attention. It was a letter from Lord Spencer inviting me over to his private manor. It's been nearly six months. My other projects have diverted my attention from the Arkley Mansion. What a sight it must be, the magnificent grandeur of my most ambitious work to date. The deadline for the Hall of New York City is three days from now, so I'll have to stay until it's finished. In the meantime, I'll have Jessica and Lisa over to the mansion. If only I could join them. It was around six o'clock in the evening when I arrived at the mansion. My, the sumptuous main foyer, casted under the serene glow of a glimmering chandelier, Polished marble floors reflected the upper arcades supported by finely crafted columns. And standing at the drop of the second floor landing was Lord Spencer himself, carrying himself with such a stature that exuded self-confidence. He turned to greet me, walking down the crimson carpeted staircase with an expression of deep gratitude. A rush of energy filled my exhausted body, and for the first time in months, I felt alive. However, my elation subsided when I heard the news. I'm afraid we'll be eating alone tonight. Your Aunt Emma fell ill and is in the hospital. Jessica and Lisa left to go visit her. What a shame. I won't let this put a damper on this most joyous occasion, the completion of my greatest work yet. Spencer humbly raises his glass of Chateau Le Pen for a toast, and I graciously return it. Lord Spencer gave me a VIP tour of the mansion today. I was taken aback by the sheer wealth of this man. Authentic Caravaggio paintings from the High Renaissance, richly carved Raphael statues, iron-clad suits of armor from the medieval period. My goodness. A fine grand piano was on display in the art room with music sheets resting upon the rim. It read Sonata Number no. 14 by Beethoven. I recognize it as one of Lisa's favorite melodies. While showing me around, Spencer confided in me his intention of starting a pharmaceutical corporation with a few of his associates. 
Dr. James Marcus and Sir Edward Ashford are the two closest associates of mine. A couple of the finest scientific minds of the 20th century. We are planning on starting a pharmaceutical corporation to protect and serve the health of the people. We would be their umbrella from all of this disease, illness, and filth in the world. Apparently he was planning on using his manor as a place of residence for his employees and guests. I thought this house was supposed to be his private getaway. since I arrived and still no sign of my family. It's starting to grow lonely and homesick. Surely Aunt Emma has gotten better by now, but why haven't I heard from them yet? I took a walk on the veranda next to the dining room to clear my mind, but I quickly realized I was not alone. The blood-chilling croak of a crow made me jump. It had been watching me, stalking me with its glowing yellow eyes as though I were its prey. Only then I realized how isolated I, from everyone else I truly was. Deep in the enveloping forest, a dark intuition crept into my body, freezing my blood cold. I couldn't help but think that something horrible happened to my family. Quickly I shook the thought from my mind and retreated back inside. But the crow refused to take its eyes off me. Damn it. I can't find my special letter that Jessica gave me on her wedding day. It was customly designed with my initials engraved on the top. Flip cover. After breakfast, Spencer disappeared into a study and I haven't seen him since. So I decided to look for my lighter. No luck. But I did uncover something else. The Remington rifle that hung on the rack in the first floor parlor was inconspicuously replaced by a replica. It was a gift given to Spencer by Jessica. Why would he want a cheap knockoff on display? And where was the real one? I can't sleep. What time is it? Heavy drops of rain crash onto the roof with such ferocity. I'm in a small bedroom nestled between the staircase to the second floor and a winding corridor. Outside, the rain pours down the window, obscuring my view. But I can make out what seems to be... No. Staring back at me is a strange man in a white pathogen suit. Am I being watched? What the hell is going on here? Something seemed odd about Spencer today. I expressed concern over my family and he simply laughed. Life is rich, but short. By now they are. What was that supposed to mean? By now they are already... Then he stopped. Apologized for his behavior, said he had trouble sleeping through the rain. I can't take much more of this. 
Soon I will inform my decision to depart from this mansion. I packed my bags this morning and called for a taxi. Spencer requested to meet me at the Hallway of Life, but he had yet to arrive. A series of paintings illustrating the coming of age were hanging on the wall. On one end was a picture of a newborn baby, and on the opposite side there was a picture of an elderly man on his deathbed. I noticed a peculiarity about it. Underneath the painting was a tiny switch that could be slid to the right. It activated a mechanism that popped the frame outward, sending the picture crashing to the floor with a thud. In its place was an opening about a foot in diameter. Before I could see what was in it, the door swung open. My heart stopped when I saw the man in a white coat, ominously similar to the one I had seen a few nights earlier. He let out a low chuckle and apologized for startling me. He informed me that a letter arrived from my family and handed me a cream-colored envelope. As I looked down at the folded sheet of paper, a cold, heavy object came crashing down from the back of my neck and I dropped like a sack of bricks. While I laid there, fighting to stay conscious, I caught a heavy whiff of formaldehyde coming from the man. He mentioned something faintly. Something about my family, but darkness stole all my thoughts as I faded into oblivion. The concrete floor is cold and uncomfortable. This damp and wet basement has become my home for the past three days. Occasionally, a guard will come in with a meager meal, but I have not seen anyone else down here. It's become clear why I'm being kept a prisoner in the very house I designed. Spencer and I are the only ones who know the secrets to his state. The hidden passages, the devious traps, the trap doors. If I'm out of the picture, then he will be the only one who knows. But why keep me alive? And where's my family? I pray to God that they're okay. This game isn't over yet, though. I know this house like the back of my hand. Rooms that not even Spencer is aware of. Something just fell past my shoulder, brushing it off like fresh locks of hair after a trim, followed by dozens of black shadows dropping to the ground. My skin feels itchy. I'm being pricked all over. Their eight legs take shape as they jump to the floor. Large spiders! Instinctively, I stamp them out, but more drop from the ceiling, biting me. I have to get out of here. The mansion's going to be harder to escape than I anticipated. An indentation of a hexagonal emblem blocks my way to the gardens. I don't have time to search for all the keys. I remember the tiger's eyes glow red and blue, but the gems could be anywhere. I have to be careful not to set off any of the traps in this mansion, like the gas chamber in the armory. Spencer is truly insane. What kind of house is this? Guards in white are searching for me. They won't find me in here, not even Spencer himself. A Baroque painting conceals the room I'm hiding in. I overheard the men outside talking about a laboratory deep underground. That was definitely not part of the blueprints. There's something much larger going on than what meets the eye. I pray for my family's safety. I climbed over the mossy garden walls and found myself in the upper courtyard. The sound of rushing water greeted me even as I swam across the reservoir. 
At the bottom, the waterfall arched over the floodgate and spilled onto the granite. Its deafening roar made the ground around me rumble. My whole body vibrated as if though a hurricane was sweeping through. Barely, just barely, I made out some sort of underpass behind it. A ladder descending into darkness. My heart races as endless thoughts flood my mind. What lies underground? Is this my tunnel to freedom? Or is it my ticket to meet death? Did my family make it out okay? I don't like my chances, but the mansion is no longer safe to wander. The water feels like ice-cold daggers crashing down onto me as I plunge forward into the void. Hallway after hallway. Dead end after dead end. It's all the goddamn same! Overhead lights flicker in and out of existence, briefly illuminating a network of caverns with no exit. Which way was the entrance? This floor is weird. Feels like ground is sinking beneath my feet with every step I take. Almost like it's very small slow. <clears throat> the wall was covered in a thick layer of cobwebs that stick to my face. Sharp furry branches tickle my leg. Only, they're not branches. Huge cave tarantulas try crawling up my body, but I shake them off and stomp my foot down onto their abdomen. A wet, crunching sound is all the satisfaction I need. I have to survive. I must escape for my family's sake, and as my resolve to live grows stronger, I become more attentive to my surroundings. The lights flicker on and off for a split second, but it was enough to catch the glistening of a photograph on the floor. As I pick up the glossy picture, I instantly recognize the faces, and suddenly, everything around me ceases to exist. The cavern walls around me crumble to bits, and the lights from above focus on the photograph in my trembling palms. It is the face of an angel, my beloved Jessica and Lisa. There is something written at the top, waiting for you in paradise. I can almost feel them. Something in my blood tells me they are here. A solid iron door is in front of me. I'm cold, sick, and hungry. But I muster every last ounce of strength and push the heavy door open. I can sense the presence of an imposing force in front of me. With hands shaking from starvation, I take out my final match and strike it against the matchbox. A warm flame springs to life, dancing wildly in the dark cave. The match illuminates the outline of a hard-edged surface. I move closer, and the object comes into full view. A gravestone. Faded letters are etched into the slab of the stone. G. E. O. No. Impossible. How could I have not seen from the start that this whole thing was plotted by him, my wealthy contractor? I fell right into his game like a rat in a maze, controlled as a marionette and led right into my own grave. He tested my own creation against me and one. That man is true evil. <laughs> How ironic. My own obsession for architecture was my undoing. And worst of all, 
I drag my family into the viper's nest with me. My sweet Jessica and dear Lisa. If only I had one more moment to hold you both in my arms and you could forget all this pain and anguish. Whatever fate may befall me will be justified by God. I deserve this punishment for abandoning the two of you. I'll never be able to return the love you gave me. But you meant the world to me, Jessica. Soon, it will be over for all of us. And I can join you in paradise. Lisa, Jessica, please forgive me. reviewed your notes on Project Zero and will authorize the prompt disposal of her immediately. Have Dr. Page escort the subject to the crypt beneath the cemetery, where her father is. Too bad her bitch of a mother didn't respond like she did. Eleven years of experimentation and this is what has become of little Miss Lisa Trevor. You've lost quite a bit of weight since you first stepped foot here. Oh, how your face brightened when I showed you my grand piano. Where did that color go? Do you miss your mommy and daddy? Well, you'll be joining them shortly. Doctor, you know what to do.